Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. So now my brain has decided to remember that time I went on to Twitter.com and everyone was fighting about somebody queefing on Twitch. Why? <laughs> it was a thing. Stace Babcock. I'm just saying, why are people getting worked up about someone queefing on Twitch? It might be because she queefed directly into the mic upon request, which I want to know, how do you get this power? Like, you heard the air suck in and then let out. And I'm just like, that is magic. You do not judge that. You marry that. Fair. And Samson Davis. I don't know how to comment or build on any of this. Mm. So I'm also here. (laughs) So... Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Alex. Last time after I broke everyone's brains. Okay, so we had this brilliant plan. We were going to like sneak up on the Nixos and then fight them and it would be fine. But we failed our stealth check. That's what last time was, failing stealth check, yeah? That's how we started, yeah. Okay, certain people got some hiccups, kind of gave us away, and then we found out that Deuces could hear heartbeats, which was impressive. Wish we could have turned in, but find out a little bit later. And um, Chacha made a bad roll on understanding flammability. And because of how it was phrased to me, I knew that if I did not light it on fire, it would be one of those like metagaming moments, you know? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So there was a huge explosion that gave us a lot of damage. Oopsie doodle. And we started a battle with Nyx being the smart one and throwing her flame grenade. You know, instead of just exploding some jade egg, we found out where the jade eggs and how they were made. <laughs> it was slurm. It was horrible. That will scar me forever. But we have a jade egg. We have it. We can exploit it. Make more. Anyway, so... There was some fighting. We had a pretty good, you know, team tactics, teaming up, double, triple teaming deuces, who unfortunately had to die. He was not okay with being turned. But that led us concentrating solely on deuces, led to Nick's kind of getting stabbed in the leg. Oopsie doodle, we found out post-combat, she was going to lose that leg. Oh no. But Daniel, the ever brilliant GM, was just like, hey. Remember that like you've been carrying a whole time using as like a big old seal club or however you want to shillelagh? Well, a big old seal club? For club and seals, yeah. Yeah. That's a <laughs> crime, but it's a thing. Yeah. Hey. Listen, cha-cha is nature, red in tooth and claw. <laughs> Remember the seal coat. Remember. Yeah. Listeners haven't heard that one. I know. And never will. Why not? That is for us only. We know what happened. We know the chaos we reigned. The chaos broke it. My attempts to remaster that audio have not <laughs> gone very well. Well, weren't like I was just like constantly moving, squeak, squeak, squeaking. I remember I had my uh, gaming mic on and I, for a filter, I wrapped like tissue around it. Yeah. Listen how we've grown, listener. Oh my God. Release it and like preface it with a this is what you could have listened to as the first episode. <laughs> you feel grateful yet? Anyway, hmm. so we chose less chaos and didn't kill Dr. Oz, but Dr. Oz was like, net, 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 force sealed, but helped us 
give Nyx a robot leg, but through chaos, we shot off. Well, we had to leave because self-destructing, I think. I don't really know. Countermeasures. Countermeasures. It did destroy Dr. Oz's house, but I'm not sure what else it destroyed. I'll never know. After losing a day in our lives, um, what else did we do? We saw some weird goo babies. What else did we see? Because we decided to go the alternative route because there was a metal repelling thing. And I was just like, hey, Nix's leg is now metal. We don't want it to repel off because that could have been a thing. Mm-hmm. Dilly did such good surgery on that leg. Do we really want it ripped off? No. Yeah, we made it out of the house. Rocked it over to Mama J's, where Mama J's was like, yo, what the fuck? Why can't you be reasonable for once? I feel like that was in her mind and in her heart. We never do anything half-assed. And then she's like, yo, Nick Dilly, I want to send you for some training because I can't really do anything with you here because you've burned too many bridges. You're just way too sexy and hot. I added the sexy part in my mind. <laughs> And so we're going to go on a quest to go get training. Mm-hmm. Chacha got a new coat. So those two are. Yeah. Chacha's just walking. She's going on a walkabout. It's fine. Going to go get some milk from the corner store. We right back. And we mentioned what Nix's leg does, right? Oh, yeah. She has sleet of foot now. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. And Dilly, Dilly discovered one other thing. He was running from the Nixos and discovered a place in Ward Anna where all the eel-faced travelers were. Yes, because of the boot. Mm-hmm. Nix only has one boot. Yes. Yeah, so the travelers have distinctive boot designs, and Dilly recognized them from his Session Zero. All of those slow burns coming to task. I know. Is that the phrase? I don't know. The phrase now, so. There was one other detail that you guys saw with some posters on the outside of town. Oh, all of Nix's family is wanted now for a ton of money. Yeah. And you get a like a boon from the queen if you turn them all in. Mm-hmm. 5,000 shins each. I'm sure it's like fine. It's not like that's a lot of money or anything. They just need to do cipher flipping like the rest of us. Come on. <laughs> You guys have just seen this poster, and that's what we ended on. On our way out of town, right? We were, like, at the gate when we saw it. Yeah, you were heading out of town. I think you guys might have been having some sort of internal debate about shopping. No, wait, you bought a bunch of equipment already. No. No. That was before the mission. Um, Amjay was like, please don't go shopping. Yeah, gotcha. You just gave Chacha a chartreuse coat. I never even checked the pockets. What are in the pockets? No, it was a lime green coat. It was yeah. a lime green. Yeah. Oversized. But we didn't check the pockets of the coat. Is there money in the pockets of the coat, Daniel? Is there anything fun in the pockets of the coat? Evens or odds? Evens. Samson, roll a die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Don't you fuck me over, Samson. Odd. Damn it. Yeah, the pockets are empty. <laughs> Damn it. How are you? Except for a baby mouse. Is it alive? Yep, it is a live baby mouse, but it is the ninth world. So this mouse has antlers, <gasps> which are not stapled on. It's so cute. I love it. We have a pet. <laughs> was that a Scrooge reference? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it is our pet now. I shall name it Hubert. Its eyes aren't even open yet. Oh, this is perfect. 
Nick slicks her <laughs> lips. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's fair. Nick, you can't eat Hubert. You can't. Hubert is my child. I I, I won't eat Hubert. Uh, in at all. Yeah, no, Chacha, I won't eat Hubert. Inside check. He does make the most delicious sounding squeak, though. Uh, I'll just have to, uh... Very much like child animal in distress call. <laughs> if Cha-Cha's holding it out, as soon as Nick says, I won't eat it, Cha-Cha, even though its eyes are still closed, it sort of turns, looks in the direction of the noise, sniffs the air, and then immediately begins squealing and backing up in Cha-Cha's hand. Hubert goes back in the pocket. Okay. Can we get out of the city now? These watched posters are not calming me down. Also, sorry, Nix, or congrats on your new high score. How do we feel about this? It is real achievement, Dilly. I feel like it takes a lot to get a 5,000 shin bounty. Yeah. Yeah. Each. And the boon for the hat trick. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it's going to be really hard to beat. It's just nice to feel wanted, you know, like <laughs> someone out there is thinking about you enough to put you out. No, Nick's wouldn't really say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're stealing Chacha's thunder. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how much more wanted I am than I was before. You know, the, uh, there's a point where it was, you know, it was already a lot of shins. Right, right. And it passed a certain limit. All just kind of feels the same, you know? Yeah, exactly. You've been fleeing in terror for so long, you know, or openly committing questionable acts, whichever. Well, maybe not openly. Also, speaking of, we, sh we should get, we're walking and talking, right? We're walking and talking. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try to keep up, Dilly. All right. I, I feel like we're pretty open about most of our questionable acts, actually. So I have a question for you guys. Are you heading directly out of town? Or is there anywhere you're going to make a stop along the way? I know you were talking at one point about stopping at the Wayhouse before leaving. I don't know if that was still the plan or not. No, I think if there is a Wayhouse that close to on the way, Nix would want to try to stop at one. There's one Wayhouse on the way out of town. It's the one where Pathfinder Jen is, but that's the only Wayhouse in Charmon proper. Is there a Southgate? I was kind of imagining us just going like straight south as directly as we can at this point. You would have to go by river then, because that's the way out to the south. How the fuck do we get out of the city? Can you swim, Dilly? And how far? You just walk out. Like, no one's trying to stop you from walking out, Dilly. Like, I don't believe you. I'm pretty sure Dilly disguised you all. Yes, I did do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like tier one. <laughs> <laughs> Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna go die. This isn't our first rodeo. This is our second. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to stop by the White House? I kind of have a lot of questions, but also appreciate the need to get out of the city, guys. So, I mean, there's gonna be another house, right? Just in a different city. They're all over the place. Daniel, is there an another one in the known general route? Yes, but not in the direction you guys are supposed to go. Because in theory, you guys are supposed to be going to the southeast towards the mountains of the Black Riage. All right. Yeah, let me pop in there, see if they have any info on uh, anything new happening between here and Mountain's Bone. Always good to get that information. Right. And quick question. They're not going to turn you in, right? Like, if you if you go in there and then, like, 
show your face, Jen's not going to like say like, hey, just wait in this room for a little bit and then guards and then problems. I don't think Jen, Pathfinder Jen would turn me in. No, I mean, there might be a job like last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't have to stop, Dilly. We can just sort of wing it. If you have questions, you should probably get them answered before we take another month sabbatical. All right. Yeah. Or the queen burns it down because it's associated with you. Okay. You should just drop by disguise when we get in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you guys get to the Wayhouse, and it looks pretty much the same as usual, except that you see two city guards stationed outside the door. You know, nope. mm. nah, not feeling it. Maybe this mm-hmm. isn't the greatest idea. I, well, we could distract them, and then you could just, you know, pop on in. As long as you stay in eyesight, nah, of Dilly, your disguise nah. will be on until you get in the door, and we just have to do something weird. I think we're a little too hot. Yeah, I think... Sounds like a reasonable plan to me. Sounds like a plan that could get us XP, just saying. (laughs) I'm going to need to know uh, the XP up front. I think I'll just write a nice letter. (laughs) Sounds like zero XP. We should go. Yeah, like I said, I'll write a nice letter to the the Proving Ground, see what they they know. Right, yeah. 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 I mean, we could... Cha-cha, no. (laughs) Okay. Just like a quick peek or something. Chacha, no, walkies. Come on, outside. So you guys are paying me? It is true. Chacha is technically a contractor in all this. You know what? Sure. When? Mama Jaren did leave that up to you, because until you get to your supervising guardian, you don't get any assigned budget. So you are on your own if you are contracting Chacha to help you with this part of your journey. I'm carrying your money for you, Chacha. I feel like that's a service. I feel like the, it's the togetherness that really matters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought like Mama Jay would have given you money to give to me so we could split that money and do any like shopping we needed to do. Oh, no, we don't get money till we get there. Mm-hmm. And then we will split it three ways. Yeah. Duh. We're going to game the system. Y- yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. So you guys are heading out of town. So, boat or walking? We're walking. Oh, yeah. Well, if you went by the warehouse, you're walking, unless you plan to turn around and go the other way. Let's just no. get out. What side of the city is the main gate? West. West. West, yeah. So, we're going west. Yeah, we're going to have to curl around the... Oh, well, just a little, right? That's good. Or, no, we're heading southeast, right? Yeah, southeast, along the rehash. We'll just have to take a little walk around the walls. Mm-hmm. But then how are we getting across the river? Doesn't the river run west to east? Or east to west, I guess? Yeah, west to east. But it also comes out to the southeast. But it, it doesn't like completely block your way. If you go south a little ways, like you could get around it. You wouldn't have to deal with the river again. Right. If you're going to Mountain's Bone, you know that you can pretty much bypass the river because you have to go pretty much directly southeast to get all the way into the foothills of the mountains. You would know that, uh, or rather, Nyx would know that from her, where she's already walked on her travels. Cha-Cha would probably have a vague idea once she got farther south, because Cha-Cha has spent some time in the mountains, if not necessarily the mountains that border Navarine. So if we went out the west gate and we're going back around the city, at some point we're going to have to cross the river. So the river goes like, doot, and then doot. And we're going, do. 
here's the river. And then we're going do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you were going to cross the river again, that would mean that you were heading so directly east to get to the foothills yeah. that you crossed it again. Whereas if you head south and go overland, you can avoid it. Oh, walking. Yeah, Nix will pull out her map, start planning sleeping spots, how far they can get expect to get. She shares various landmarks. Those maps that I'd find on your inventory? Nix has a map. That yeah. just shares her no-no map. And Mom Jay gave us a map. And Nix has the, the, pat, the attempted the map where she attempted to plan out her mom's teleportation location. Oh, that's right. Gotcha. Okay, that's fair. So you guys start heading southeast. Nobody stops you. I mean, uh, people coming and going from this larger city is not anything unusual. And if they're looking for Nyx, they're probably, even with a Nyx in disguise, they're probably looking for a larger number of people because they're expecting Nyx, family, and her accomplices. Okay, so you guys get out of the city. And I'm assuming you're heading southeast based off of all of your silent nods. Yes. Okay, so then my question is, are you doing anything along the way? And are you specifically following any roads? Are you trying to avoid roads? What is the approach that you're taking um, in your journey? I think go directly. For sure, Dilly's keeping disguise up at least the first week out of the city, just in case any uh, barst riding guards get a good idea. Okay, so you are sticking close to the road then? I think Nyx actually would want to stay on the roads. Yeah, that would actually probably be safer in terms of like monsters or other dangers. Chacha, generally speaking, I like to stay on the roads. I mean, I guess, but it's harder to find food if you're staying on the road because everybody's on the road. Yeah, but I, uh, and she kind of looks at Dilly and then looks back at Chacha and she says, I don't know if rough terrain is, is going to, is a good idea. I think Chacha follows Nix's case and is like, I mean, I guess, but when will it be? That's a good point, Chacha. We should pick up the pace. Ardeo is important. You got to build those muscles. Mm-hmm. They're not being, or at least Nix isn't being quiet about this. So no, <laughs> Chacha isn't either. I think Dilly was like looking back and forth, kind of like when you have to like spell out a word because your dog's in the room. Yeah. And then it clicks for me. She's like, oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> Can we at least walk in the mornings? Why would you want to walk at high noon? Because I don't. That's like 10 times sweatier. And harder. Wait, are we traveling by night? If you want to stay cool. And if you're awake during the night, then you avoid those monsters. I I don't really travel, so whatever you two feel is going to get us there alive. Let's go with that one. Honestly, I yeah, I think it's just blending in with the people, you know, the other people. I got that one. Yep. Yeah. Can't really blend in with monsters yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like flexes her jaw. <laughs> I mean, Dilly, you really need to catch up on this whole being more than human thing. Uh, I, sure, yeah, I'll work work on that. If you could just develop a little inhuman quirk, that would be make the rest of us feel really welcome. Uh, well, you hear in your head, Dilly. 
That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I think Daly actually goes like, <laughs> like out loud. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I will get, I'll work on that. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do some more meditations and try to find the end. I think talking to yourself is a start. Maybe someone will answer. Honestly, walking through any arch that you see is going to get results at some point. You got a cool scar. Yeah, embroidery is very nice. Have your name on my hip bone forever now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dilly's still hindered for a while now. On your hip bone? That's not where your spleen is. Am I confused about where your spleen is? I don't know where my spleen is. I'm... <laughs> okay. Okay. One second, listeners. I'm fucking Googling this because it's not in your hip bone. I know that. I'm pretty sure it's in the abdominal region. Spleen location. Yeah. And like the hip bones like right there. They had to like open it. I assume Chiacha had to like open it up. Oh, I have no idea where your spleen is then. No, your okay. Your spleen is next to your stomach below your lung. So it's at your ribs. Oh, let me just drop this. What's doing there? What's that's not where Dilly's is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What is this? The ninth or 12th world? Yeah, Chacha has those little raccoon hands. Who knows what way she decided to go in for entry. She went in through the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> I just made it more efficient while I was in there. It's fine. <laughs> He's just got like her name all across his tummy. The property of. <laughs> yeah, the belly button is the hyphen between Chacha. Brought to you by Chacha. <laughs> Ooh, Chacha's. Oh, that's much higher up than I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, I was like, no, no, no. Your spleen's not that low. No. I should know. Should you? Well, I just know where most body organs are. Uh, uh, so, yes, I understand why, but also, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally on brand. <laughs> uh. So, the first couple days of your route are pretty normal. Not much happens. At one point, you do encounter a small group of explorers, adventurers heading in the direction of Charmond. They're kind of shifty-looking people. But you realize in retrospect that if you weren't wearing disguises, that's probably how people would view your guys' appearance as sort of shifty and strange looking just because of everything you've been through. Mm -hmm. Burnt, covered in blood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I assume you're not interacting with them. Ah! Oh, yeah. Next, well, looks to say like, hey, they're, they're walking toward us, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'd be meeting you along the road. Yeah. We're going to interact with them. We're not rude. Should we be like, hey, what news of the road ahead? So their group is made up of two women and one man. Um, one of the women steps forward and says, it's pretty quiet out there. Um, we did have a problem with a Slavug a little ways ahead in your direction anyway. But we took care of that. Oh, that's good to know. Whereabouts was that? About two days ahead. Okay. There's a part of the road there that gets a little close to the tree line. And we camped for the night. And... The thing came out of the forest. Yeah, no, we'll definitely keep an eye out. Anything for changing rations, but uh, nothing, nothing the way we came between here and the city. It's all pretty chill. Which direction is that tree? That's uh, northwest of the city. Okay. okay. Which tree? The uh, giving tree that we talked to right yeah, after ruins. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the one I try not to think about. Oh, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what Chacha is planning right now, like to lure him over there or something. I mean, um, what? That tree was not to the west. I don't think. I think it was more directly south. Really? 
Yeah, because it was near the ruins of Kamathan, and you came out on the trade road heading back. Um, maybe stay further away from the trees, like... No, I have the ruins in the northwest. Really? Yeah. I trust your notes. I would have to go back and listen to be sure. I know we popped out in a weird location, though. Mm-hmm. It was a pseudo... Really close to the road is why I was wondering. Mm-hmm. It was pretty close to the road. But even if it's not exactly where that tree would be, Chacha's advice to stay away from the tree line is never a bad suggestion. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, not sure if this matters to you guys or not, but City Guard is out pretty heavy. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Our headman of our village has a communication device that has a connection to the crown. And we're actually heading to Sharman because he found news of like a really rich bounty. And that's what we do. We're bounty hunters. In fact, I don't know if you know anything about or if you've seen anyone from the Sladek family on your journeys. Mm. No. It must be that poster we saw on our way out, huh? Is that what that was? I thought, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was the biggest bounty I've ever seen, honestly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, wait, are you guys in the biz? Nah. Not really. We're more in items recovery than people. Hmm. All right. Well, you guys are missing out. I mean, this bounty's so big. I mean, we closed this one and we're all set to retire, so we're very excited. Nice. Oh, I've got a really hot tip for you on it, though. You should go check out, like, Ward Anna. There's, like, a bunch of good information there about this whole situation. The shadows know all. Okay. Well, you're not really lying, but you are trying to mislead, so... Give me a deception roll of 15. 16. That's good to know. We'll check it out. We're hoping we'll have a leg up because Jan here has connections there. Oh. And this other woman looks up. She's got reddish auburn hair and these dark eyes and crisscross scars on her chin. And she says, for the last time, it's Janimus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Janimus here has a cousin there. Ah, God, what's his name? Uh, starts with a D. No. Dominic, no. Don't do it. (laughs) Donovan, his name is Donovan. Oh, oh, wait, you know Donovan? Yeah, I mean, he's my cousin. We catch up every once in a while. We're tight. You should be good people then. You know, watch your back. Oh, okay. So, uh, what's your name? Everybody likes to call me Cha-Cha, but, like, I have a lot of names, honestly. You'll know. At this point, I will offer you an XP. Yes. Who will you give the other XP to? Okay, so how are y'all with your tiering quest? I have the XP to tier up. I just haven't done it. I need two more XP to tier up. Okay, Stace. Ooh, thank you. Huh. That's a weird coincidence. There's a individual named Chacha that's associated with this bounty. I'm not as a primary quarry, but, you know, just somebody who is an accomplice of one of the fugitives. It's an uncommon name, but you don't match the description. I know, that's really weird. Yeah, it is. Janice squints. What are the rest of your names? My name's Bork. Your name is Bork? Bork. Okay, Dilly. This is going to be a deception roll. Your illusion will help you, which makes it a nine. And you have a free level of mental effort, which makes it a six. Natural 20. Hell 
yeah. What would you propose as a major effect? Chach is a common name in another village. <laughs> oh, Bork is a common name. Oh, Bork is for sure a common name. I want something better, though. Major effect? I want one of them, someone who, the one who hasn't like spoken yet, if there is one, to kind of get bored and impatient and try to, like, Minnesota goodbye. <laughs> this conversation to an end. Okay. So that individual, the man, the man person, starts getting a little antsy and says, we gotta get going. The longer we wait to get there, the colder the trail's gonna be. I also heard a lot of people talking about that job when we were on our way out. It seems like, yeah, as you're saying, 5000 that's a lot of money. A lot of buzz, yeah. 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 Janimus looks at you guys and looks at Nix and says, I didn't catch your name. Oh, yeah, it's Ardolo. Okay, so that's going to be deception a roll. You're specialized, so that's going to make it a six. One sec, I didn't have my app open. Fourteen. You know, the math rocks never need to be opened. <laughs> the math rocks are all the way over there. I would have to stand up. Math rocks are edible. Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you get again, Stace? Fourteen. Okay, so Janimus kind of eyes Cha-Cha warily and says, All right, well... Have uh, good travels. Hopefully it stays safe for you. Where did you say you guys were heading again? Oh, we heard that there was a decent, like, cave structure uh, not that far from here. We're trying to find some some items to sell, so. Mm. Okay, I'm going to make you roll yeah. deception for that again, because sure. that was a terribly structured one. <laughs> Daniel, so sorry. <laughs> that was rude. God. <laughs> I got an 18 this time. Perfect. So she says, all right. Well, safe travels. You too. Don't disappoint me. I'm still laughing over poorly structured fly because it was. Um, once they're far enough away, Nyx is going to try to sort of turn around and use her viewport thing, her wrist thing, to get a closer look at Geminus. Mm-hmm. Janus? Janimus. The one that, the mean one. Janimus. So you use the viewport and it, you can see... She's got that, you know, dark red hair. Obviously, she has those crisscross scars, but you can't see them because her back is to you. But you can see, since the viewport is so zoomed in, multiple bulges in the back of her cloak, which you would presume would be for a number of weapons. There are a surprising number of bulges amidst her clothing of that nature. Now, roll 1d10 for me for depletion. Okay. 10? Okay, so your viewport remains fully functional. I <laughs> wonder if we'll ever see them again. Oh, definitely. I don't know. They seem like throwaway NPCs. <laughs> you say that, but like, we, they were named. They were named. Uh, one of them was. Speaking of names, Cha-Cha, you can't give your real name. Even I know that. Technically, it's not my real name. Well, you you shouldn't give the name you go by, you know. I mean, like, what else would I go with? Oh, anything. Like, go wild, Cha-Cha. Like, anything you want it to be. Yeah. I could be named Stace. Or Sequoia. That's a word I just made up. What's a Sequoia? I I don't know. Oh, they're a species of monster? At least that's what I've heard from, like, Beyond the Beyond. (laughs) Really? I thought I just made that up. These are things I will have to debate. Okay, so you go on. The next two days of travel are relatively uneventful, and then you reach that spot that they were talking about where the road gets close to the tree line. And it is at night at this point. 
This is why you travel during the night. This this is literally what I was trying to tell you all. To do what? Like what? What are you talking? We are near those trees. They were saying they got attacked by, and it is the dead of night now. Hmm. Oh yeah, I think we just keep moving, especially in this first twenty four twenty eight hours out of the city, guys. Because oh no, you're oh how how long has it been? Like four days out. Oh shoot! Wow, Nick, you just go into a trance and just. Yeah, we should have stopped like <laughs> six. <laughs> I, I do kind of love the idea that you guys have been traveling for four days and Nix has just been on autopilot, just pointing out things about the landscape, like monsters that she's fought and things like that. Just like she did that first night camping on your journey together to the ruins of Kamathan. Occasionally carrying both Chacha and Dilly when they pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly's made a little harness that Chacha and I can just like swap in and out whenever someone needs to sleep <laughs> yes. wish i had my cart guys it's too bad <laughs> true yeah all right we got to keep an eye out for daniel i honestly couldn't hear what you said what was the type of monster it was a slobbug which Nix, you would know is sort of like a gigantic snail with a very hard shell they can be dangerous, especially since that shell provides excellent armor, but they are mostly known for being extremely decadent eating. Yeah, if we get lucky, we might come across one. Are they easy to deal with? Uh, fine, easy. Depends. On what? Oh, you know, how big they are, how vicious they are. You know, there's a lot, there's variety. Oh. Yeah, and I would say, Nix, you can sort of translate this however it would make sense but you know that that shell comparatively gives them an effective armor of three yeah you really uh a dart thrower is not going to do it but like it's not it just takes a little a little time you know what i'm saying but i gave dilly a gun now dilly has a pew pew gun now I do have a pew pew gun and it ignores armor or pew pew it up that's another thing i need to trick out after your leg though oh yeah Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what Nick, Nick's just like when there's no people, uh, no other people on the road. She'll just like bounds ahead and then bounds back <laughs> <laughs> like an excited Cocker Spaniel. Yeah, Nick has zoomies. She's like nothing around that corner, guys. All right. I'll check the next one. Be right back. Scream if you need me. Sounds good. <laughs> OK, so this road is going to follow the tree line for most of the night. So you are going to have to camp somewhere. I mean, might as well camp. You guys are the people who travel, so if this is a good idea, then yeah. Okay, so who's going to take first watch, or are you guys not doing watches? Oh, I got first watch. Yeah, yeah. 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 We should go on the other side, though, of the road, away from the tree line. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, so you set up camp. Nix, give me a perception roll of 15. Ooh, that's a two. <laughs> that is a GM intrusion. So, Nix... Absolutely nothing happens during your watch. Can I add a little flavor to Nix's watch? Sure. All right. So on her watch, by the light of the low coals of the fire, Nix gets out her journal and flips back several pages with writing that's been crossed out and then changed and then crossed out. And at the top of like five pages, it says, Dear Italia... And then everything under it's crossed out. And then tonight she starts again, Dear Talia, and writes. But by the time her shift ends, she's crossed it all back out again. 
Very nice. Actually, did kind of tear me up a little bit. Damn it, Stace. <laughs> uh. Okay. So Nyx is so focused on trying to write this response that she doesn't notice anything during her watch. Who has second watch? Dilly can take second watch. Okay. So Dilly, you get up and Nyx goes to sleep. Wait, Nyx, before you go to sleep, can I kind of, is it with your consent, can I kind of work on your leg a little bit? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, if you're going to do anything, like, give me a heads up. But if you're just checking it out, that's fine. Right now, I'm just making initial notes. All right, yeah. Planning. I'm in the planning stages. That's it. Okay, so are you just looking at the leg, or are you detaching it to examine it? Is it detachable in that way? I think it probably has, like, a little... Yeah, the socket that Dr. Oz designed had a socket like that. Okay. Can I detach it next? I'll just, I'll just look. Eyes open. Yeah. All right. Nix, it will be difficult for you to sleep if Dilly's touching it because it does give you sensory feedback. I'm not touching. She didn't want me to touch. I'm just looking. Yeah. The feeling of someone watching you while you sleep. Mm. That's how I wake up. I feel like Nix would not care. Oh. Okay. Dilly, give me a perception roll of nine. Oh, nine exactly. Oh, sweet. Okay. So you see an unusually large, like from the first knuckle of your thumb to the tip sized blue beetle crawl across Nix's leg. Is this a, do I know this beetle? Do I recognize the species? Mm-mm. No. Dilly will grab a nearby stick and just kind of flick it off and then quickly kind of lean back just in case there's a fucking robot kick coming at me. Okay. You flick it off. And a few moments later, you see another beetle crawl across her leg. Dilly will stand up this time, kind of do a circle, flick it off again. Okay. Give me a perception roll of nine. Fourteen. Okay. So you see another two beetles crawling across Cha-Cha's cloak. And you see another beetle crawl across Nix's chest. Uh, I'm just going to... Probably better if I just wake them up, and I will start waking up Nix and then Chacha. Hey, I think we're, I think we're sleeping on like a bug nest or something. Ugh. As Nix and Chacha wake up, can everybody give me a perception roll of twelve? Oh no, six, fourteen, fourteen, twins. Okay, Dilly, maybe you're just too nervous at the moment to pick any details out, but Chacha and Nix. You hear this scuttling all around you on the ground, like the sound of thousands of large insects moving amongst the grass. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, Nix will pull out her, one of her glow globes. Pretty much exactly what it sounds like. When you hold up your light, you see hundreds, if not thousands, of these blue beetles around you your camp. want to go? Yeah. Uh, can we? Yeah. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just go. Okay. You hear a voice that says, oh, don't do that just yet. And you see a man walk out of the woods about six feet tall. His flesh is covered in these blue beetles. They part around his mouth to let him speak. They squirm around. They move out of the way of his eyes so that he can see you. But he is covered head to toe in these blue beetles. 
no, appreciate the invitation, but we're we are gonna we're just gonna leave you to whatever you're doing. Like, love it, think it's great, you do you, but we're gonna bounce. All right. No, I must insist on an opportunity to show you my hospitality. No, like you're like. Like I said, really appreciate the invitation. Generally speaking, don't accept invitations from strangers on the road. So we're gonna go. And Nyx will start to walk away. Okay. As you turn to walk away, the beetles that are in that direction on the ground all kind of scuttle and rear up and open their pinchers and they spit this fluid out onto the ground in front of you. Hey, this doesn't feel like hospitality anymore. Oh, no, it's just that my friends are insistent. And he holds out a hand, and you can see for a moment the beetles scuttle away, showing the palm of his hand before they scuttle back and cover it again. So I'm going to need to know a little bit more about your intentions, because they don't seem great. You seem to be a little coercive, you know what I'm saying? It's not a good first impression. Oh, I just wanted to get a closer look at your face. No. Where are your parents? Nick Sladek. Oh, shit. Who is Nix? You can certainly try. I mean, it'll be a social role. I mean, he's had your whole watch to study you. So it's going to be a social role of 24. I'd be like, did Nix do this? And then we <laughs> fight him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 24, gosh. So that just 18 makes it possible. Mm-hmm. Can Dilly help? How would Dilly help? By casting a subtle illusion that kind of changes her face a little bit, so it still like looks it looks like somebody who looks like Nyx in like low firelight, but now that he has come closer, it's definitely like, oh wait, maybe that's not Maybe that's not my buddy. Normally I would give that to you, but since this came out of a GM intrusion and he's had that's... a long time to study Nyx. Yeah. Can Chacha set a fire on something? <laughs> I got a four. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yes, you're Nyx. And let's see, you're Padillabrim. And you must be Chauncey or Cha-Cha. The postings are sometimes different. I mean, prove it? I'm not usually the intimidating type, but I guarantee that this is not worth however many shins you think you're going to get. Oh, Dilly. That's very good. That's so good, I'm going to give you an asset on that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to make it a 15. Could Chacha assist? How would Chacha like to assist with this intimidation? Okay. Using Cirque de Soleil, Chacha would like to enable that natural creepiness you get from Cirque de Soleil. Like that just otherworldly creepiness. Okay, I'll give that to you. So that would bring it down to a 12. All right. Both levels of effort, because actually... Failure is fun. You know what? I'm gonna take this opportunity to advance up and put three Ooh. levels of effort. Ooh, fancy! I think I do this, but Dilly kind of makes just adds to the like the unreality of the Cirque du Soleil with his illusions. The light doesn't quite match up as it should. Okay, where's that right now? Six, nine. So I assumed your free level of effort when I gave you the 15 plus that asset I gave you. Mm -hmm. Getting an extra two levels of effort now and Chacha's assistance. So yeah, six. All right. Six exactly. Yay! Nice. He pauses for a moment and says, I suppose you do all 
have a reputation. But you all together are worth quite a lot of shins. Gotta be alive to spend them, though. Or so I've been told many times. I suppose that's true. Can everybody make a perception roll of nine? Oh, no. There's more of them. Eight. Anybody else rolling perception? Yeah, oh, can please. I guess. Free uh. love of efforts. Seven. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Cha-Cha and Dilly, you notice that the beetles that are behind you have been getting closer. They're advancing. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Boundaries. About that setting stuff on fire. Also, before we engage, which it seems to be where this is heading, how many jars of venom does Nyx have after four days? Roll 1d6 for me. Six. Okay. You have four jars. Cool. You are feeling a little parched, though. Interesting. Okay. A lot of fluid. Yeah. It's almost like your venom sacks are sore. <laughs> Overdid it. Mm-hmm. Nyx will pass them out. Thank you. Okay. So while you guys do that, he is going to reach into a pocket and toss something in your guys' direction. I need everybody to make a might defense roll of 15. I'm sorry, do you know how much? 15. Ooh, 17. Okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. I'm going to put one level of effort into that. Oh, I got a nat 20. You should always sing to your dice, apparently. <laughs> you got a nat 1. <laughs> okay, so we got a nat 20, we got a nat 1. Yep. Nix, you will definitely be able to dodge this. You'll take a little bit of damage. It'll be three might points. But what would you propose as a major effect for your natural 20 cha-cha? That she can pinpoint this, like, center mass of this bug creature. I would say you can tell that this is a, you know, humanoid creature. Like, these beetles crawl all over them. They leave them. They do their bidding. But at the core, there's still, like, a, a humanoid center to this creature. Underneath the beetles, like when you do get a glimpse of flesh, it is sort of pale and grub-like. Like it isn't exposed to the sun very often. Like a grad student. Hey. (laughs) Everyone knows that already. You don't need to mind them. Try to think of another one I could do then. Any suggestions, y'all? Cancel out that one. Can I? If you want to be boring, sure. I would like to cancel out that nat one. I didn't think that was an option. I thought the nat ones were like super seeds. No, I would let you cancel out a nat one with a nat 20 in this particular case. That would mean Chacha takes some damage. Mm. But it would only be three points, and it would change the effect of Dilly's roll to just a failed roll. I don't have a lot of might, guys. It's been four days. Oh, I know oh, that. She just generally doesn't have a lot of might. Yeah, she's an Anna. I would say maybe, see, a major effect for, maybe it also clears out an area of the bugs, like a fairly large size, so we don't have to worry about the bugs for a while. So if you do that, that won't cancel the natural one. Right. That's for if Chacha doesn't want to take damage, though. Mm-hmm. How are you, what size are your might pool, Samson? I'm at eight of 11 right now. But we healed. That's because I spent effort. Mm-hmm. Then I will cancel out the nat one, just because I don't know how much of my damage that's going to be Okay. For him. So, Cha-Cha, you'll take three might damage. Dilly will take five might damage. Ow. And Dilly, you are temporally frozen. This motherfucker. 
You can't be injured anymore, but you are frozen in space-time. And I guess at this time, Nix and Cha-Cha will roll initiative. Hell yeah. Love initiative. Nine. Cost seven. Actually, Dilly, roll initiative for me, just because. Yeah, I have a question on temporal. Like, from my point of view, am I just... Do I notice anything? What I'm asking is, like, can I still... Oh, I, I can't cast my illusions from this state? No, you're in a frozen state. Gotcha. Fourteen. Okay. So, Mr. Beetleman is up first. He will send his beetles at Nyx, because it's just his beetles attacking and not him. It will be a 15 speed defense roll. Okay. So that is a nine for me? Yep. 17. Okay. So these beetles come at you, but you are able to hop away from them as they swarm around you, clicking their little mandibles. Ugh. Nyx is like hopping around on her synth leg, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like she's lifted up her flashlight and she's just pogo sticking. Crunch, crunch. So, Dilly. What's up? You are in darkness. Hello? It seems like you have a problem, Father. Uh, I do. Yes. Um. Do you want some help? Are you offering help? Maybe a trade. Yeah, all right. What would this trade be? You are currently frozen in time. Okay. And you are currently bounded by the limits of your own cognition. All right. I could overclock you temporarily. There's some physical risk, but it would allow you to use your own mental abilities to escape your little time prison here. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, I would ask for a favor to be named later of equal value. I think... You think very little of Nix and Cha-Cha, so I don't know how valuable you think helping would be in this situation. I'm just saying, you're going to be here for six of your hours. Okay. This conversation will go on for a while because it's happening at an accelerated time frame mm -hmm. in Dilly's head while he's talking to his son. Can you see outside? I see whatever you see. For all I know, your friends are already dead. You could just be surrounded by those small creatures crawling all over you. Huh. I wouldn't lie to you, Father. I have more respect for you than that. I have no doubt you are telling me the truth, and that's what's giving me pause for thought. If you want a favor, I'm going to need to know the gist of it beforehand. I can't tell you that. I don't know what I'm going to need yet. Hmm... I'm offering you a chance to save your life and maybe the lives of your friends. Dilly remembers the last time he thought he was going to save people, or at least save one person, and he remembers that he scarred that person with a caustic cipher. No deal. They'll do fine without me. As you wish. And then there's silence. Next up is Nyx. Nyx, Dilly is frozen in the air. He looks very similar to that temporal mine you used on the city guards. Maybe a little bit different, but he is there, and there are all these beetles around you, and this guy is standing about a short distance away from you. A short distance, you say? <gasps> oh. <laughs> yes, a short distance. <laughs> all right. Um, Nyx is going to use Fleet of Foot. Okay, to do what? To throw her acid jar at Beetle Guy and then just close right up in on him. Okay, so you're throwing first and then moving. Yes. 
Okay. So give me a speed roll of 21. Would you consider that medium ranged? Oh, these are not medium weapons. Oh, all right. It's fair. Put it in my sling. Yeah, if you put it in your sling, I'll give it to you. Okay. Yeah, Nyx puts it in her sling. Uh, still 20, still 21 speed. Well, now it's an 18 because you're trained in medium range. 18. Okay. I will spend two levels of speed effort here. Mm-hmm. Nat 20. Wow. Nice. Extra damage or major effect? Extra damage. Yeah. Okay. So he is definitely going to take some damage. The beetles absorb some of that damage. They kind of move to cover his eyes. But the beetles that get hit by that wither and die. Okay. And for the damage, does the jar hitting him do damage? No, the beetles absorb that handily. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Ooh. Cool. And now Nyx is right there. Yep, right next to him. Now it's Cha-Cha's turn. I mean, like, mm, can she light the beetles on fire? You can try anything. Yes. I would like to try and light these beetles on fire. Okay, so with the beetles, it'll be a 15. With Pyromaniac, that becomes 12. Yes. And do you have a tool that you're using to light them on fire? She's going to try and, like, grab a stick from the fire and do that. Okay, so since you have a tool that you're attempting to do it with, that will make it a 9. Okay, yes, that is math. 17. Okay, so you managed to set some of the beetles on fire. The figure over by Nyx winces a little bit. Hmm. Not so much in pain, but more like he can hear something that disturbs him. Like the screaming of his friends? Yeah, you can't so much hear anything. It's just sort of like a snap, crackle, pop for you, but you presume he has some sort of connection that he can make out with the beetles. Okay. Okay, so now it is Big Dude's turn. He is going to swing a beetle-covered fist at Nyx. Nyx, because the beetles are constantly, like, scuttling around his arm, it makes it hard to track, so it'll be a 21 speed defense roll. Sure. So that's a F15 for Nyx. Just, just gonna see what's up. Mm-hmm. Four. <sighs> okay, so he will hit you. So you will take seven might damage, and I need you to make a might defense roll of 12. Nap 20. Let's fucking go. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll tell you what you definitely get to do first, and then you can propose a major effect. So you spot one of these beetles on your arm and manage to flick it off before it begins burrowing in. What would you propose as a major effect? Did you watch The Mummy recently? Mm -mm. I just always feel bugs under my skin. Could a major effect be Nyx has the chance to... She had four jars. She gave one to Chacha, one to Dilly. She has another one. It's just to, like, throw it straight down on, on the beetles on the ground. Just, like, almost, like, drop it. Okay. Yeah, so you throw it on the ground, and the ones with beetles on the ground skitter away. I mean, the one on your arm was from him hitting you, but the ones on the ground skitter away. Yeah. At cool. least the ones that didn't die immediately. Okay, so next up would be Dilly's turn. Dilly exists in the dark. Whee! <laughs> As I float in the void. <laughs> from Dilly's perspective, an hour passes. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. From the rest of yours perspectives, six seconds have passed. So now it's Nyx's turn. Oh, right. I was like, didn't I just do something? But it was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so Nyx noticed a bug trying to burrow under her skin. But Nyx ain't got no weapons, because she don't need no weapons. 
It's almost like this guy is designed to deal with somebody who would have to keep touching him. <laughs> Nyx will take her synth leg and kick him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So it is a 21 to hit him. Unarmed attack, so 18. Mm-hmm. I will spend one level of effort. 18. Okay, nice. So that is plus two damage, and your base unarmed attack is seven, so that's yeah. seven plus two. Okay. So there are some beetles on your leg, but because it's synth, you can just sort of shake them off. Yeah. Or at least most of them off. Next up is Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha, you can see that Nyx is over by the big dude. She's been punched by him. She's kicked him in return. Dilly seems to be frozen in place. There are about 12 of these beetles crawling up his body. But you can also see some of those phantom centipedes. And the beetles seem to be following their path. And those centipedes are retreating from the beetles. Hmm. I guess Chacha's going to protect Dilly because Dilly seems to be frozen. And like... Okay. I don't think Chacha would read Dilly's mind without his consent. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Actually, Chacha, give me an understanding Numenera roll of six with your training. Twelve. So you can tell that Dilly is frozen in time. So while there are beetles that are kind of crawling across him, there's nothing they can actually do to him until he is unfrozen. But Chacha be able to tell how long he'll be frozen? It's going to be hours. Oh, okay. He's fine. Yeah, then Chacha's going to go help Nyx. I guess shoot him with the pew-pew? Okay. So you can shoot him with the pew-pew. Pew-pew functions as a light weapon, so that'll make it an 18. A 19? 18. Okay. What pool is the Speed? Speed. I guess I'll use one level of effort. Math. Okay. That makes it a 15. 19. Okay. Extra damage or minor effect? Mm-hmm. Extra damage. Plus. Okay. So that is plus three damage. And Pew Pew Gun ignores armor. Yes. So roll depletion for me. 14. Okay. So next up is the dude. He is going to swing at Nyx, because Nyx is the prize bounty in all this. Jealous. So Nyx, please make a 21 speed defense roll. Sure. 15. Right. 15. Okay, so you managed to dodge his strike. Tell me how you managed to dodge this punch. I'm going to say that Nyx is, like, hopping around trying to scrape the beetles off her synth leg with her boot. And so her movements are just generally unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And so she just has to lean a little further when his swing comes around. Okay, so that's how you dodge his strike. Next up is Dilly. Dilly, you spend an hour in darkness. Can Dilly manifest illusions in this darkness? In the darkness of your mind, yes. He's working on a uh, virtual next leg. Just plan stuff out. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Cool. So you have a skill in remembering details. Yes. So give me a nine. And with your free level of effort, that makes it a six. Mm -hmm. Crafting Numenera. And this is to determine how detailed is your diagram. Like, is it enough that you could actually build a plan off of that diagram? Right, right. So is that a three after everything's done? Yeah. 16. Okay, cool. Next up is Nyx. Would you consider the beetles to be a weapon or arms? The reason I'm asking is Nyx has advantage to disadvantage, attack an armed foe, damaging and disarming. I don't know if you could completely disarm him, 
you might be able to get like a temporary effect for like a round where the beetles can't do anything. Yeah, no, the temporary effect sounds good. So Nyx will attempt that. Okay. So it's a base of 21, but you're trained in unarmed attack, so it goes down to an 18. And it goes back up to 21 because advantage to disadvantage is hindered. So, and then I'll spend two levels of effort. Okay, so that makes it a 15. Yep, and I don't think I have any other... Nope. Mm, eight. Okay, so you attempt to disarm him, but he dodges out of the way. Because the beetles are always moving over his body, which just makes it very hard to track him and his movements clearly. So, next up would be Cha-Cha. I guess we'll shoot him again? No, wait. Mm. Okay. Or would it be more helpful to go after the beetles? Throw acid at him. Yes. Okay, so throwing acid at him. Yes. Okay, so that would be a 21 to hit. Could we use juggling from Cirque du Soleil? No, not for this. I mean, they throw stuff in that show, don't they? Yeah, it's just a little too much. I Mechanically, I don't want to make Cirque du Soleil a combat thing. Fine. When she masters Cirque du Soleil, it will be. She's only trained in it. <laughs> what pool is that? Speed. Guess we'll have to use a level of effort. Okay, so that makes it an 18. And we'll try it. Oh, not 20. Fuck yeah. Nice. Okay, so extra damage or major effect? Extra damage. We'd like to take him out soon. Okay, so what does it look like when the venom eats through these beetles and into his face, killing him? It's like that scene in, you know, Indiana Jones and the... When they open the ark. Raiders, yeah. And it's... it's mm-hmm. And his face just melts off like that Nazi. Okay. So he collapses in a heap, and the rest of the beetles scatter, and you are out of combat. Yay! Nyx goes, check yourself, Cha-Cha. Make sure there's no... Make sure there's there's none on you. Nyx looks herself over, and then runs over to Dilly to check him for beetles burrowing into the skin. You can see there's like one or two beetles that are on him, and they try to burrow, but they can't. Okay, so Nyx will pull them back off, off or like knock them off, and then run back to search Beetle Man's body. Okay, so on his body, you find a small notebook. Inside has information on what he knows about the bounties. Most of it's the same as the posters. You know, it's descriptions of the Sladek family, their worth, when they were known to have escaped captivity. He also has 50 shins on him. And one cipher. Ooh. The cipher is an injector. It is a reviver. It can take any sleeping, unconscious, comatose character and immediately wake them up. Doesn't heal any damage or do anything else. It just wakes them up. Would it apply to Dilly? If you could get it into him, but he's oh. frozen. Chacha would know that Dilly is essentially frozen, almost like in a bubble reality that's surrounded him. And in a couple hours, that bubble will pop and Dilly will return. But until now, there's really no way for anybody to break the plane of that bubble. Legit. Was there anything in the notebook about how Beetleman knew to, to follow this road? It says that they were expected to have left from Charmond. Okay. And that when he gets to Charmond, he should check in with a contact there who is listed only as Jay. And it also has a scribbled address. It's a little hard to read, but Nix, you would recognize it as the 
address in Charmond of the Wayhouse of the Benevolent Society of Travelers. Shit. Oh, shit. Fucking Jen. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, man. Fuck. Oh, Oh, shit. You done goofed. So, Samson, something about this episode, even though you were frozen. I like how we won and I didn't have to do anything. That was cool. (laughs) I'm also very interested in the reason why Dilly said no. I thought of that on the fly and, I don't know, character flaws are fun. I'm curious where that'll go, too. Okay, cool. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer them an XP to check out. I don't know what to call this. You guys heard of Blaseball? Yes. <gasps> Are you about to recommend Blaseball? <laughs> I've heard of it, but I have no idea how it actually works. Oh. I am about to recommend Blaseball because it is fucking nuts. What is Blaseball? Who is your team? Hades Tigers. Oh, I went with the Mexico City Hot Wings. I got to look. The Wild Wings, yeah. The Wild Wings. Thank you. Okay. I don't like sports. It's not that I think they're bad. I just, I don't know, watching like millionaires just run at each other for a couple hours. It just doesn't excite me very much. But baseball, though, is fucking wild. It's based off of like the math of baseball. Basically, what happens is that like each week is a season. And during that season, you basically bet on teams, your team, for example, on who's going to win. And you collect coins for that. With those coins, you buy tickets. And with those tickets, at the end of each week, you vote on a decree. Is it a decree? Yes. Yeah. And what these decrees are are basically like changes to the game that will be implemented the following week. I need to pull up what the first decrees were because they are basically exemplary of what baseball is. So I just started on my own, not reading anything about like I've seen it. In, on Twitter and stuff. So I was like, let me Google this baseball and see what's up. And then this was only like the week before last week. And then I started to get into it. And mm. I have to say that is a really great way to experience it because at first, anyway, I have looked up how things work, but that horror vibe is so cool. Mm. Yeah. There's like so much lore that comes out as a result of this like simulation. Where are the first? Okay. So these were the three uh, decrees from the first season. Redistribute the wealth, where if top five players get redistributed to random teams. Relegation, where the last place team is eliminated from the league. And then the third one, open the forbidden book. The effect, it is forbidden. Every week, everyone votes on what is going to be decreed. And that first week, nearly everyone voted to open the forbidden book. And it has just been getting crazier and crazier from there. I think the Hades Tigers were originally called something else. But then the town that they were based in, virtually, like... A portal to hell like opened up and they got renamed <laughs> as a result of that peanuts have started raining from the sky there was one part where a player died but then because of like champion standings like individual players standings something happens when they're at like the 14th place the community basically like voted this player like hot dog fingers i think it was his name was by the way the names of these players are phenomenal but basically the community like manipulated the system and resurrected a dead pitcher. <laughs> it is this is crazy, like hodgepodge of system on systems. I don't understand like half of it. I barely understand like a quarter of it, but it is so much fun. And by the way, it's all free. I say gambling. 
there's no way to pay for any of the coins or items that you can get. And it's browser based. So if you got a if you got a work computer, you know what I'm saying? It is browser based, yes. And also it's pretty easy to just like get into it as Stace said. Like you don't need to read too much on it. You can just like start playing and start like noodling around the wiki and just seeing what the fuck is happening. It's a lot of fun. I bet on this game with the fake money, right? And but there's like player swaps. So I had tried to like look at the player stats, which are wild. Like if you go on their card, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but then there were random player swaps, so it didn't matter. And like, it's, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I wonder if I can pull up the kind of stats they have, because it's not like strength and dexterity. It's like moxie or like grass stains, just stats that you're just like, what What are, which one's the dump stat? I don't know. Oh, shit. There's right now, as we're recording, there are a couple um players that are elsewhere. I don't know what that means. They're just randomly going elsewhere. No one knows where they're going. They just go. Yeah. What? Um, that's pretty cool. I wasn't really interested in baseball to start with, but I didn't realize there was all this weird story behind it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about baseball or about the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, they can go to explorerswanted.fm. That is our website from which they can find nearly everything, such as our Twitter where we are at Explorers Wanted, or our Instagram and Facebook, where we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. Best way to talk to us directly is to come to our Discord, which you can get to by following explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Additionally, if you would like to support us, and it is within your means, you can come to patreon.com slash explorerswanted and throw money at us from there. That's the best angle to chuck coins. Make it rain. Yeah, singles and non-sequential bills are best. We also accept making it hail. Honestly. We're also taking NFTs, mm-hmm. NTFs, whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Ah. Whatever that made-up money is. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want me to explain it to you after the show? I'd rather not. I think it's best I know as much as I know now. Yeah, gonna fi- I feel like when you find out more about it, you're going to come down <laughs> solidly anti-NFT. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> it gets deep and horrid. And dumber. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you like the show, the best thing that you could do to help us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Stitcher. Those make a huge difference to people trying out the show. And in fact, we have a new five-star review. Stace, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, this is a five-star review. Looks like Apple Podcasts. And it says, Fantastic Atmosphere. It is by Leon Rose from the US of A. The GM and players have a great chemistry with each other. The characters are distinct and interesting, and there's a nice balance of story and action to keep things moving. I'm not familiar with the world of Numenera, but had no trouble following along through context, and listening to this show has definitely piqued my interest to learn more. Awesome. Which is cool. Because like that was like one of our top things when we started doing this. We're like, just expose more people to Numenera. Mm -hmm. So that's really great to hear. And thank you for leaving that review. Yes. Thank you so much. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, let's take a moment and have a real conversation. I have to tell one of the listeners something. And that listener in particular is you. You know who you are. I think I saw you in a dream last night. You smiled at me and laughed. I was wearing an aardvark costume at the time, admittedly. But when you opened your mouth, 
your skin split open and hundreds of miniature bats with red beady eyes swarmed out. Now, bats can carry a number of diseases, including some that can transfer to humans. So, you know, maybe get that checked out. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Fuck in, tell me what team you're on in baseball. I'm at Slam Potato. I feel like that was a sex thing at Realty Unicorn. <laughs> like, Samson, what team are you on? 80s Tigers. <laughs> you can also catch me on Twitch. Okay, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! Bye. But by the time her shift ends, she's crossed it all back out again. Very nice. That actually did kind of tear me up a little bit. Damn it, Stace. Now <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go on the internet and look at something, I don't know, sexy? <laughs> what makes you stop crying? Rewatching some, like, Slice of Life anime, I guess. Like, go watch Oren again. Just. But, like, it gets depressing. When? When they're just like, hey, remember how this is depressing? Remember? How all these characters are secretly broken. Maybe I need to watch rewatch Oren. I don't remember it being like that bad. I feel like it always is. But the the happy ending. Everyone's happy at the end. Yeah, but like how many episodes do you have to get through to get to the happy? I I mean the final happy it's probably like what, twenty six? Was it like two or three seasons? I don't remember. Mm. But I mean those first few seasons the first few episodes are just pure fucking serotonin. All those hijinks. I mean, yeah. I guess. Really want to just eat Pocky right now, you know? <laughs> A little crunch action for Daniel's ear holes. I'm always down for Pocky. And yes, the letter was very good. And if you're sad, you just watch Ted Lasso. Mm. That's on Apple TV, and I don't have that. Same. Mm. Although I did rewatch this um Dracula show that I apparently got on iTunes from 2014. And it's like Dracula's brought back to life. And they're going to get vengeance. Is it a good show? For what? I don't know yet. He fucks <laughs> a lot, though, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> and bye. bye. Max is doing weird foot stuff to me.